Revel and Money Night Madness on Beyond the Airwaves, The Infinity Project. Good evening, everybody. It's Monday night. You know what that means? It's time for another long week. Yeah. Boo, hiss. I need to find that kind of sound effect. <laughs> anyway, it's oh Monday. That means it's time for Weekend Wrap Up on Monday Night Madness. I'm your host for tonight. I am Oddball Extreme. I'm currently joined online by two of my crazy cohorts. First, we have Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, my dear. We also have our Asian magician on the line. Good evening to you, Maria. Hola, mi amigos. Yeah. Well, tomorrow, <laughs> it's Super Tuesday. Which means, if you've got the right to vote, get out there and vote. Okay? Seriously. I've already voted. We had early ballots. We subscribed for what mail voting. Hell? Uh-huh. What? Are you oh doing dice? My si- no. Okay. <laughs> That's what it's my uh, what I keep off. It's my Siri. <laughs> what happened? My Siri went what? off on my phone. <laughs> what did it say? Is it I'm sorry, I couldn't catch that. <laughs> oh crap. Ain't technology oh in the ass. Yeah, ain't technology great? <laughs> well, I was I was talking to uh, Siri on my phone. This is about, you know, maybe seven yeah. years ago. Uh huh. Seven and a half years ago. I was over on the other side of the Quad Cities when this happened, and I was driving at the time, so I had to use Siri to do something on my phone. And Siri clearly didn't understand what I told her. Okay. So I told her her gram I told her her grammar needs to be improved. And then she said, "I'm sorry, Tim. I don't know your grandma." Ain't <laughs> <laughs> technology wonderful, Tim? It's, it's wonderful, and yet it's also a kick in the nuts. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. You are so and right. Then, and, then, and, then I said, and then I said, I said, grammar, not grandma. I don't know your grandma. <laughs> so At that point, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like I said, tomorrow really is Super Tuesday. So if you've got the right to vote, Go exercise your right to vote because remember, if you don't vote and the person you want doesn't win, you, got you don't have a vote. right to pitch a bitch. Yep, you well, can't vote right. because you didn't vote. I I already voted, okay. so I don't got to worry about it. That's good. Me, I got. I'll put you this way: I got my 6 a.m. mammogram tomorrow. I'm not kidding. It's at 6 a.m. Okay. Then I got work. Then I gotta do something at the bank after I get off. Then I gotta go vote. <laughs> Hopefully, the line Surely, not you and your mom, you and your mom should sign up for um, mail-in ballots. Well, I'll have to check if we can because if we can, that'd be nice. So would that would be mom? That makes have shit a whole lot easier. You get the ballot in the mail. You fill it out. You fill it out. You put it. Sign your name and the date you did the the ballot. Yeah, well, here's the problem with that. Mom could do it. I couldn't because why not? Mom has to get because mom mom has limited mobility. My mobility is just fine, so I don't think I don't have limited. Surely, I don't have limited mobility, and I'm still voting by mail. I see. The problem is I don't know if we can do that in the state of Alabama. That's you should be able to. I guess I could check and find out. Let's uh-huh. see. Um, Alabama voting mail and vote ballots. Vote by mail. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, let's see. All right. I can't. We can't do it tomorrow, but we can certainly do it for the general election in November. Let's see. Uh. Okay, now, no, voter McCaskey, this is what I've got. 
If one recasts an absentee ballot, if he or she expects to be absent from the county on election day, is ill or has a physical disability that prevents a trip to the polling place, is a registered Alabama voter living outside the county, such as a member of the armed forces, voter employed outside the U.S., college student, is, a, is an appointed election officer or poll washer at a polling place other than his or her regular polling place, expects to work a required shift 10 hours or more that coincides with polling hours, is a caregiver for a family member to the second degree of kinship by affinity, or, oh my god, consanguinity? Okay, you'll just have to look up the definition of that, huh? Yeah. And the family member is confined to his or her home, or is currently incarcerated in prison. Well, I'm not incarcerated. <laughs> okay, so you can't do it in your state. I thought you could. Yeah, I can't. Mom could. I can't, but mom could. Because, you see, it's all about mobility. Mine is fine. Hers is not. Right. So, she all could. Right. I can't. It was just a thought. Yeah, it's just that you know we 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 don't we don't get the early voting option here in Alabama either. Like I know some states do, but we don't. So okay, let's get the train rolling, rolling on down the track here. Okay, here's what what we call our show on Mondays. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, guess what? I think it's time to go to the box office. <laughs> Top or bottom first? Top? I always do the top, then the bottom. All right, now, here's a surprise. Number one movie is The Invisible Man. Now, this is a version that was done by um, uh, Bloom... Was it Bloomhouse? Yeah, Bloomhouse for Universal. It made $28.2 million. You know how much the budget was? How much? $7 million. That's it. So they've already made four times their yeah their cost their four times that yeah exactly that surprised me because like damn I thought that's it was like going to be the first it. legitimate that's going to be the first legitimate hit of the year right there yeah when it's already done that well and right, the now, rest is gravy the rest is gravy exactly. Uh, as for Sonic the Hedgehog, it dropped to second place with $16.2 million, but it's made $128 million overall. Still not and shabby. For, no, for, not, uh, for, not for that. Yeah, still needs to catch up, though, because it needs to get to 85. We'll see. Uh, okay, the, now it's made $120 million, which was 85, so it did. All, so it's, it's past where it needs to go, so that's good. Now, number three was The Call of the Wild. That's the Harrison Ford movie. Uh, $13.3 million. Now, this one, number four, has got to be the biggest surprise so far this year. My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. Are you trying to tell me an anime made it into the top five? Yes. My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising was good enough for fourth place. Damn! Almost six million dollars. That is impressive. I agree. That is absolutely impressive. But it's not the first time because I believe a Dragon Ball, I think Dragon Ball Broly did that too. I think it was last year, and it made it to number three. So how about Spirited Away or um? Oh, that was a long time ago. I know it did. I know it did well, but that was like long time ago. But this was like yeah, a shock. It's like my hero academia actually made the top five. Uh, yeah, actually, Mike yeah. Williams would be interested in that. Yeah. Uh and the and the number five movie was Bad Boys for Life with four point three million dollars. It's amazing. My hero academia beat Bad Boys for Life and Birds of Prey. <laughs> Birds of Prey must be six. Yep. Bird Spray was number six, and it's still not doing very well. Oh, there is a is a running series on Hulu that with oh, what's the name of the gal that plays um Harley Harley Quinn? Uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, she's in that movie. Mhm. All right. 
And you know I love going to the bottom of the heap, too, right? Right. Let's get to it. All right. We have eight movies that made below $1,000. One was below $100. Oh. Should be interesting to see which one did. Hold on just a minute. I need to go after my other set of markers. Okay. Uh, let's see. While we're waiting, I can tell you that at least two more people have dropped out of the Democratic presidential race. Uh, actually, three. Steyer's out, Buttigieg's out, and Klobuchar's out. So, Is, um, Who else left? Uh, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren and Bloomberg. Okay, so there's oh, only good. four Bloomberg. left then. Bloomberg's still yep. hanging in there. Good. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg is probably going to be the next one to go because Democrats, we Democrats really don't like him all that much. He uh, is, for all intents and purposes, the Democratic and version I of use Trump. This term, yep. He's in it <laughs> to buy the election. And that, that's yeah. abundantly clear. I mean, he was mm-hmm. so, how shall we say, late to the party. Mm-hmm. And he just jumped in feet first and started throwing money everywhere. Yeah, I, that's part of the problem. You know, I, I'll vote for him if he ends up being the nominee simply because he isn't Trump. Yeah. But if I had if I had to take the, the four that are left and rank them in order of preference, I would probably say be Sanders first then Warren, then Biden, then everybody else that's already dropped out of the race. I mean, each and every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And then Bloomberg. Right. The they only way Bloomberg them... will get my vote is to vote blue no matter who. That's mm-hmm. Otherwise, Bloomberg can forget it. It's not going to happen. And before he dropped out, I would have put uh, Mayor Pete between Warren and Biden, mm-hmm. I actually I actually liked him just because of the kind of person he was and the way he reacted toward people who didn't like the idea of having a gay president. Mm-hmm. He was young. He was he had a lot of dignity. He had respect for everybody, and yeah. he realized that ultimately the goal is to be. Trump. Yeah. And I can see a lot of people saying Trump. Yeah, I heard. He's I heard people. Had, I heard, I yeah, I another heard people, thing that um, they the people didn't like about Bloomberg that when he re- was mayor of New York City, he had a mm-hmm. stop and frisk policy. Would right stop, stop and frisk policy. Mm-hmm. And All right. Well, any, while I oh, while well. I can see why that's bad, I would rather have that than have another four years of Trump. I agree. All right. Well, anyway, well, let's wait let's and see how this Super Friday comes out. You mean Super Tuesday? Super Tuesday. <laughs> oh God. That's all right. All right. Anyway, let's get to the bottom of the heap here. So here we go. Uh, first movie, Citizen K, eight hundred fifty-nine dollars. Then we have Barter uh-huh. by Agnes with eight hundred forty-one dollars. Kind Hearts and Coronets with a 2019 re-release, $493. Kind Hearts and Coronets is a black and white moldy oldie. I don't know. Who knows? Let's see. Edie has $307. Synonyms, $285. Mr. Klein is a re-release, $273. Hai Tang Hong, $180. And now let's get to it. The winner, or should I say, the loser, far and away is by the grace of God, sixty-five bucks. How long has it been That's running in theaters, though? Fog. That's a triple foghorn. It's been out for twenty weeks. That's definitely <laughs> a triple foghorn. Yep. Here we go. Hey, you. 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 Hey,
I got to put this in here. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, 65 bucks. Oh, I bet you the producer and director of that movie's awfully disappointed. Mm, probably. But you don't know how much it made to begin with in the when it was first released, though. Mm-hmm. We just know what it's like now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, let's see. Just got word over the weekend. Let's see, got word over the weekend. Hawaii Five-0 was coming to an end on April third. How many seasons? How many seasons did it last? Ten. It was oh, now so that's not the stringing distance of twelve of the original. Right. But they decided, you know, now's the right time. It's like yeah, I can't fall in for that. But one thing, one thing, I read um, a local, a local article from the Hawaii itself and they yeah. said it, pro- it provided a lot of it provided a lot of people with jobs for the past 10 years. Yeah, which is actually a good thing. I hope that the people who were involved with the show get a nice severance pay. Oh, they will. I think they will because they've because been it, the backbone behind that show. Yeah, it was the same with the original too. When you know they they filmed it all in Hawaii, which is great. Uh huh. I wonder was Jack Lord doing Steve McGarrett at the same time he was playing Felix Leiter in um one of the Bond movies? He could have. Who knows? If they filmed it in Hawaii, wouldn't surprise me. Well, I don't that know really what location they me. used. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think the 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 coolest episode for me ever, Hawaii Five O, the 2013 episode Hookman. They almost did it right to the same level as the original Hookman episode. That's right. They paid homage by recreating it as much as they could, anyway. Even yeah. down to the green Mustang. <laughs> and I'll yeah, still remember on. this. I okay. I finally want to I remember I I got to meet Peter Weller, uh, who of course we know was Robocop. He also happened to be the special guest star of that episode, and he was the director of that episode. Whoa. Yeah. Kidding. So I asked him about it. He said it was one of the coolest experiences he ever he ever got to do. So Congratulations on your run, guys. Yeah, excellent run. Ten years. It ends on April 3rd with a two-hour finale. So, I hope the finale doesn't disappoint. Well, that's going to be the question. Tell us if the question is, I thinketh. You thinketh? I thinketh, therefore, I ameth. I don't know. Amethyst? Amethyst. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Now I posted this one. I think Friday night, so that's why we couldn't really get to it. But, um, okay. Uh, Garth Brooks. You know, he's a legendary singer, right? I can't Under- hear. Oh. What, Shirley? What did you okay. say? Garth Brooks. You know. Yeah, you know, there's Garth Brooks, legendary country singer. He's done what Thunder Rolls, Friends in Low Places, and so forth. Well, let me this way. Um, he pissed off a bunch of clueless Americans for wearing a Sanders jersey. Okay, because guess what? He was performing in Detroit, and he wore the jersey in honor of Detroit Lions legend Barry. Sanders. Unfortunately, Trump numbskulls thought that he was supporting Bernie Sanders. No. Typical idiots. Oh, God, you got that right. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, really? Yeah, way to go, idiots. 
Yeah, but anyway, uh, this is what happened last week. And Garth Brooks performed in Detroit. He posted a picture wearing a jersey for football player Barry Sanders. Of course, he wore, he wore the number 20 through his entire career with the Detroit Lions. Okay. Okay. And there's a picture of Barry, of Barry Sanders. You know, that's probably his last day when he was retiring. That's fine. Now, uh, some people in Garth's Instagram comments went straight up God warrior on Garth because they thought he was endorsing Bernie Sanders. So here are some of the comments, and I'm not going to mention names. Uh, no thanks, Trump 2020. Really, you just lost a lot of fans. I thought you were an American. <laughs> so disappointed. Always love that your brand here to clear a polarizing political statement. Uh, I will never spend a cent on anything that has to do with you. I will turn the station on one of your songs, Come On. Whatever that makes sense. Uh, won't play Garth Brooks on American Veterans Radio any longer. Betrayal. If this is for Bernie Sanders, I'm done with you. I thought you were a true American that loves our country. Garth, please don't make the mistake of getting political. Lost some respect with that jersey. Sorry, Garth. Don't think so. Just stick to the music. Garth, you didn't follow Proto. You're done. Uh, nothing like supporting a communist who loves to loss a few fans. Spell check. How about going to a successful socialist country and doing some research? Oh, yes, you can because there aren't any successful socialist countries. Uh, I wish you would have kept your political preferences to yourself. Peace out. Honestly, I am a Republican, and I figured that out in five seconds. You're also a sports <laughs> fan, too, Shirley. Right. Yeah. Well, that's how Trump likes his supporters. Dumb and stupid. Yeah. Like he is. Yep. And he can't even read or spell. No. I mean, After low, all, he came in with coffee, coffee and hamburger. hamburger. Mm-hmm. And he came up with oh, Colonel oh, Moore. Oh, the Colonel Moore of Fifi of the Battle of Bowling Green. Bowling Green. And Lieutenant Jefferson Jefferson Hamburger of the Battle of LaGuardia International Airport. Now, granted, the first half of that we made up, but he did insist that they had airports during the Revolutionary War. That's Um, true. No, they don't have them. They never did. Learn your history, you dipshit. Yeah. And this is the same guy who believes that windmills cause cancer. Yeah. Hello? And there's the Ash in the chat. Hey, today. Ash. Hi, Ash. It's like, the, no, coronavirus is not a hoax. It's no, just it's not. too media hyped into being something it's not. Mm-hmm. But just because, because it's not what the media says it is doesn't mean it's a hoax. No. Yeah. It, yeah, it, no. It's, yeah, coronavirus is real. It's just that if you use all your precautions correctly, you'll be fine. It's Karen, one of my friends said that the media is overdoing it to the point that people who legitimately need the face masks can't get can't any get because the panickers have bought them all up. Yeah, because, you know... That's the that's the biggest problem. It's, it's causing a huge panic, and people who actually need those masks can't get them. Really? Because that's the biggest problem. I, I don't guess. like this. I don't like the way this looks. Yeah, it's like, yes, I do care about this coronavirus situation. So, it's like, so I'm do I. But I'm but you know I'm going to reliable sources like the Alabama Department of Public Health. That's a reliable source. Uh huh. In fact, I shared something the other day while we're on the subject of the coronavirus. I'm looking for it on my on my Facebook wall because I know it's on there. I just don't remember where on there. Uh huh. It was a post I shared. I was actually saw it on somebody else on a friend's wall, and I mm-hmm. shared pasted it onto here it is, and I shared it onto my own wall. This is something I posted on February 29th. And I said, I would trust this registered nurse before I would blindly assume what the media is telling you. While any Mm -hmm. sickness is bad, coronavirus is not as bad as you're being told it is. Mm -hmm. And I say that as a preface. Now, when it comes to politics, I generally listen to what the media says about Trump because he has a track record of saying and doing things 
that I get to the point that I can tell when the media is lying to me about them and when they're not. This is no different. I don't know this nurse personally, but her name is Georgia Rohrer, R-O-H-R-E-R. She might be an ordinary citizen for all I know. But she's a registered nurse. And she writes, seven things you should know about the coronavirus, written by a registered nurse. And she did a little wave emoji. Number one, coronavirus itself isn't new. Just like influenza, coronavirus is a family of respiratory viruses. And there are multiple strains which have the ability to change over time. Coronavirus is already common in the United States and has been for years. I have personally cared for patients with this diagnosis. This is true, by the way. If you ever look at a bottle of Lysol cleaning products, look at the Mm -hmm. ingredients. Right in that entire, somewhere in the middle of that list, it'll say human coronavirus. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Number two. Number two, novel coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, is Mm -hmm. the strain we're hearing about in the news. It emerged in Wuhan, China at the end of 2019. Number three, symptoms of COVID-19 include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. Just like the flu and common cold, it is spread person to person via respiratory droplets when an infected person coughs or sneezes. Mm -hmm. Number four, according to the World Health Organization, another very reliable source, as of February 26th, there have been 2,918 confirmed cases of COVID-19 outside of China. 53 of these are in the United States. There have been 44 deaths, None in the United States, which has since gone up to six. Mm-hmm, now, correct. Compare this, compare this to influenza, which the CDC estimates will infect between 29 and 41 million people in the United States alone during the 2019-2020 season, resulting in 16 to 41,000 deaths. In other words, as of February 26th, your odds of dying to the coronavirus are pretty damn minute. Number five, but there's no cure. You're right. There's no magic pill that cures the flu either. But there Mm -hmm. is a flu vaccine that doesn't cause autism that can protect you from our most common respiratory viruses. Maybe go get one. Number six, so why are we panicking? Frankly, because the media tells us to. Manufacturing a pandemic is a great way to boost ratings, but everything science knows so far about COVID-19 has revealed it to be no more than yet another respiratory virus, and there are thousands. Bear in mind that this post was written February 27th, so... Some of this could have since updated. Like, I know the, the number of U.S. deaths to coronavirus has since updated. And I believe there's more confirmed cases, too. Mm-hmm. Number seven. Number seven. The scariest part of COVID-19 isn't the virus itself. It's the resulting baseless mass paranoia. Hospitals are hoarding supplies, creating shortages of personal protective equipment necessary to protect healthcare workers and patients. Cities are refusing to house and treat sick people who have nowhere else to go. People are using the virus as an excuse for their own social prejudices. So what can you do? Turn off the TV and arm yourself with the facts. Stop the mm-hmm. spread of false information. And for Pete's mm-hmm. sake, wash, wash your hands. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And I and I think in the chat room now too. Information and statistics obtained directly from the CDC and WHO. Want mm-hmm. to know more? Learn from the experts. And there you go. There's two links to their to their websites. So I'm not well, panicking really, yet. This, I ain't giving up my trip to Walmart. Either. 
I'm not giving I'm up not my trips to Walmart. And it, it brings up a good point. The biggest reason everybody is fearing is because that's what the media is using to drive up the rate. Is oh, it an illness? Yes. Is it a serious illness? Maybe to an extent, but no more I so think than it the would common be more of a serious. I think it would be more of a serious illness to the elderly who don't have as strong of an mm-hmm. immune system. Or, yeah, the elderly or even extremely young children whose uh-huh. immune system hasn't even developed fully. Yeah. You know what I saw? Our commander-in-chief is demanding they come up with a um, coronavirus vaccine, coronavirus vaccine, and they said it would take at least a year. I heard mm-hmm. 18 months. Yeah. yeah. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah, I believe it. And Trump wants it now. Well, Trump wants an awful lot of things he's not going to get. Yeah. But, and, you know, even if they could magically develop something for this, the fact that you're not going to see it for 18 months, well, 18 months from now it may be irrelevant. Since it's a respiratory illness, and we have vaccines out there for other respiratory viruses, right. like the flu or the cold, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Start with one of them. Maybe they'll work for the coronavirus, too. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. But the worst thing, but the worst thing that, that Trump is, is doing is insisting that it's a hoax. Yeah. I am sorry. It is not a hoax. No, it isn't. The media is, is, just because the media is driving it to be something more than it actually is does not mean to hope. I would have hoped that our dipshit in chief would know what that means, but. No, he'd rather again, fear monger. He'd rather yeah, be he'd a fear monger. Oh, and, and, and we're going we're gonna to form a team to protect the country against the current, and I'm going to put Mike Pence in charge of it. Really? He's gonna what? I could... He put Mike Pence in charge of it. Oh boy. And I'm sitting here thinking, really? So Pence can get up on stage and say, Yeah, about the coronavirus, how about we just spray it away? No, sorry, it doesn't work like that. Hmm. And and, and... You know, another thing, and I forget where I read this now because it's been a few days, but people were saying, saying that how he should know better because of the CDC and he should have been better equipped to fight this off once it became known initially. He fired people from the CDC's pandemic response team. You know, the very people who would be gearing up to protect us against this virus. Uh huh. Mhm. That is bullshit. It is absolute bullshit. Yep. I don't like this one either. Damn it! All right. Oh my! All right. Here's gonna be some laughs for you, and I should have posted this. Um. Latex trousers. Oh, look like they're walking around with balloon stilts. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Or, let's see, I got it. I got a better one. <laughs> Whoa, what? what the hell is this? What the fuck? <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh, my. Yeah. You know, anyway, these inflatable I, don't I don't have to go back there. I don't have to yeah. go back there. I've seen them stupid ass things already. You know, anyway, these inflatable, yeah, these inflatable latex trousers may be the next big fashion trend. Yeah, like narrow jackets and those. What do you call those suits in the seventies? I forgot. Let's see. Le- uh, leisure suits. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here's what's going on. Uh, this is from vt.co. It's well known that what fashion designers think is cool and hip doesn't always deal with what the general public thinks is sane or sensible. Uh, the outfits that glamorous fashion designers have their models march up and down the catwalk in are more 
about making a bold statement than they are for general consumption. But, oh, boy, the latest crazy idea dreamed up by a designer is probably the weirdest yet. Billowing latex trousers that will make your legs look like a reflection in a funhouse mirror. Uh, recently, the let's see. No way. That's not right. Okay. The wacky idea is the brainchild of menswear designer Harik Rishnan as part of his graduate collection at the, pre- at the prodigious London College of Fashion. Making their catwalk debut earlier this month, these super-wide inflatable trousers consist of up to 30 individual latex panels, either plain white or in stripes of red and green. So if you want to go to Christmas, so if you want to go to Christmas, yeah, you can look really stupid for Christmas. <laughs> All right. Commenting on his bizarre project in an interview, in a recent interview with the Zine, Harik Rishnan stated, I got the idea when I was playing with my dog and I started thinking about how exaggerated objects must look from such a low angle. The thought of him seeing me as a giant figure or not seeing my head at all was intriguing, so I decided to reimagine the people around me through the game of distortion. (laughs) He continued, My cutting method was adopted from morphing, a technique used by people like a French photographer, Jean-Paul Godet, uh, in which you distort images by assembling fragments of the same subject taken from different perspectives. The final 3D shape of the trousers was visualized in a mini clay model and sliced into fragments. They were then graded and cut in latex, stuck together in various angles. He added, in fashion, I see the same images and similar proportions everywhere. I want to create visual imagery that's as far away as possible from neutrality to make people question the relevance of the proportions we see every day. There's no doubt about it. He succeeded, all right. (laughs) But honestly, they'll never survive the Alabama summers here. (laughs) They won't survive the 110s here either. Yeah. That is super duper cold up here. Uh-huh. I wonder if he put built in heaters in them damn things. Probably not. <laughs> okay. But you know, how about some of those things you see the Victoria's Secret models wearing? Yeah. That's a little bit impractical, too, when you think about it. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah, well, anyway, um, I, saw, I heard about this over the weekend. Uh, there's obviously this show on Netflix. It's called Love is Blind, where um, a couple actually get married without ever meeting each other. Okay. Here's my thought. I believe in the expression love is blind, not a TV show. I think that's ridiculous. And people saying, oh, it's my guilty pleasure. It ain't mine. <laughs> I'm not interested. Well, hey, more power to them if it's their guilty pleasure. Yeah. Give me Dr. G Medical Examiner on Amazon Prime anytime. Mm-hmm. So. Well, well, okay. Oh, here's some Doctor Who news for you. Season finale was, of course, last night, but guess what? Uh, we're going to be saying goodbye to both Ryan and Graham. Uh, who's oh, Ryan and Graham? They're two of the three companions uh, the Doctor has this season. Oh, and I've read a little bit about the season finale. Uh-huh. The finale. Uh-huh. Short season, though, I swear. Oh, they always have short seasons. They only have ten episodes. Let's just say, Doctor, you're going to be in for a surprise. Oh, yeah. When Doctor Who comes back. Yeah, and the, the, the upcoming special, Revolution of the Daleks. Yeah, but when when is that going to be? Around Christmas time again? I believe so. Mm-hmm. But it looks like Yaz, who plays by, who's played by Maddie Gill, she'll be sticking around for Series 13. Now, uh, the reason why Ryan is leaving, uh, Tosin Cole, he's the actor who plays Ryan, he has signed on for a role on an AMC series. So, guess what? He has to go. He has to leave regardless because he's taking on this role. 
still. It's like, oh, he said his goes. I always, I did like Bradley. I like Graham. Graham's a cool character. <laughs> and yes, let's see. Um, what is it? Baby, is he Baby Yoda? The Mandalorian will be back, and I think it's October for season two. It's like, thank you. You're welcome. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, this is something good. Um, now you remember a few weeks ago we were talking about a shipping container that was used to like grow grow produce for some restaurants in town here yeah. in Montgomery? Well, here's something new. Shipping containers transformed into affordable homes for veterans in Nevada. Hey, if it works for them, it works for them. Exactly. That's why I'm going to post it. It's like, I like this idea. It's very clever. Are they talking about the big legit, the big shipping containers they got to lift with a crane onto the ships? Well, Is that the type of shipping mm, containers they're talking about? It's actually not that big. But here's what I mean. Um, this was posted today and it was updated. This was This was posted less than an hour ago. Anyway, um, this is out of Las Vegas. Las Vegas city officials joined one activist money to welcome a new community of homes made from repurposed shipping containers. Arnold Stalk's organization converts containers into affordable homes geared toward veterans and others in need. Each one has a living room, kitchen, bed, bedroom, and bathroom. The smaller containers are about 1,300 square feet and cost $27,000 to renovate. The 2,500 square feet <coughs> containers cost $37,000 to renovate. Song says the converted containers can be mass-produced to help solve a bigger problem. Excuse me. <coughs> the only way to solve a homeless problem is to build homes. I'd love to find a developer that has some guts out there to take a chance and really put a community like this together, Stalk said. The new area of container homes is called Share Village Number 2. Well, hey, if it gets them off the street and they don't mind the fact that it's a shipping, a recycled shipping, repurposed shipping well, container, mm-hmm. and I say it'll get them off the street. I agree with that. Because have you ever been through a ho- been anywhere near a homeless camp? Yeah, I don't think I have honestly, but I have seen plenty but of homeless I have, people. I have seen it on cops. Let's do it that way. Okay. I've seen yeah. It on live PD, they are crowded. They are smelly. They don't mm-hmm. have any place to put their body waste. So guess what they do? Uh, overcrowded. Um. It's really, really stinky. Mm-hmm. You have um, fights, you know, legitimate, mm-hmm. you know, fights, differences of opinion, mm-hmm. if you want to, whatever you want to call it. So that yeah. is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I like, I like the idea because you know, there's that show, there's that show where people have tiny houses and such. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with them, but nope. I am fortunate. I am fortunate to have a good roof over my head. Uh huh. I ne- I never had to go homeless, but there are too many people out there that do. Mhm. Okay. Well, got a little bit of sad news report. Uh, who recalls the show Inside the Actors Studio? That was on, I can't remember if it was on. Bravo. It was Bravo. Bra- yeah. Yes, I remember yeah. that. I just couldn't remember the channel. Thank you. That's all right. Well, anyway, uh, James Lipton, of course, he was the longtime host of the show. He has died at 93. Was he still hosting the show? No. Um, he hosted the show from 1994 to 2018. 24 years. Yep. And sorry for the long link, folks. All right. Well, anyway, uh, this is courtesy of EW.com, Entertainment Weekly. So, James Lipson, who hosted Inside the Actors Studio from 1994 to 2018, has died at the age of 93. Lipson's wife, 
Kadaki Turner told The Hollywood Reporter that he died early Monday at his home in Manhattan from bladder cancer. There are so many James Lipton stories, Turner also told TMZ, but I'm sure he would like to be remembered as someone who loved what he did and had tremendous respect for all the people he worked with. Reps for Lipton did not immediately respond to EW's request for comment. On Inside the Actors Studio, Turner interviewed everyone from the late Robin Williams to Scarlett Johansson. The concept was part of a master class for students, part entertainment in discussing the craft of acting in the actors' lives. A young Bradley Cooper in 1999, years before appearing in films like Silver Linings Playbook and A Star is Born, sat in the audience for a taping of an episode with Sean Penn. Let's see. No, I- so, yeah, Lipton's last interviewees before the show was rebooted with a series of rotating hosts were The Good Places, Ted Danson, Saturday Night Live alum Kristen Wiig, Johansson, and the cast of, of HBO's Girls. We celebrate and honor the great legacy of James Lipton, Ovation TV, which now broadcasts the show, said in a statement, James is beloved around the world for his passion, insight, and dedication to the craft of acting. With Inside the Actors Studio, James has created a long-lasting impact on the worlds of acting, storytelling, and the arts. Ovation mourns his loss and offers deepest condolences to his family, friends, and fans. Born, on De- born in Detroit on September 19, 1926, Lipton's career began in radio, but he went on to serve as an actor, writer, producer, choreographer, and more. He notably appeared as Warden Stefan Gentles on Arrested Development, though his career in the 1950s included Sins on the Goldbergs, Guiding Light, and You're There. He also served as Dean Emeritus of the Actors Studio Drama School at Pace University in New York City. In 2007, Lipton received a Lifetime Achievement Award for the Daytime Emmys, and in 2013, he won an Outstanding Informational Series or Special Award from the Primetime Emmys for Inside the Actors Studio. And that's it for the article. Short, short article, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Short, sweet, get the beat. Short, sweet, and to the point, huh? Yeah. Ooh. Now, what? What did you find? All right. Uh, There is a place in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And this is is a cool name. Bilbo's Pizza. Bilbo's Pizza. A Lord of the Rings themed restaurant in Michigan is worth the journey. Okay. You know, when you said Bilbo's, I thought of something else. (laughs) <laughs> Don't worry. Not gonna lie, I'm not gonna say. That's it okay. That's lying. okay. Go ahead and say it. He thought it was dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, Tim? I think that. Mm-hmm. I think it's, yep. that's a, probably a good indication. I probably should go to bed after the show's over. <laughs> I doubt that's I will, but, but I think Bilbo's. 
not I'm trying to, I was not trying to say dildo. I know that much. <laughs> Let's see. Um, whether you choose to dine in or have your food delivered, you're in for a treat. Now, opt for a meat-heavy pie with the wizard or try the 11 favorite with ham. I'm sorry, the <sighs> elven favorite with ham, pepperoni, mushroom, and peppers. Feeling, a, feeling extra adventurous? Build your own pizza. Now, if you're not craving pizza, never fear. Bilbo's also serves delicious sandwiches, grinders, pasta, salads, soups, and more. The whole family will love dining here. And, well, when you're ready for a Middle-Earth journey, venture to Kalamazoo and explore one of Michigan's most unique restaurants. You'll surely be back for seconds. After all, there is a mention, I believe, in the first Lord of the Rings movie of Second Breakfast. Okay. Well, I unfortunately am too far away from Kalamazoo to go check it out. I am too. And I I what's it called? Three. Bilbo's mm-hmm. Pizza. It's called Bilbo's Pizza. <laughs> but I like this. I like this picture. It says, "If more of us valued food and cheer and song above hoarded gold, it would be a merrier world." J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> okay, I found the menu for Bilbo's. Okay, cool. Okay, Bilbo's since 1970. Okay, there you go. Okay, do you want to hear about the pizza? Sure. See what kind of pizzas they have? They have mm-hmm. appetizers, beverages, desserts, grinders, kids' menu, pasta, pizza by the slice, pizzas, sandwiches, soups and salads, and stuffed pizza. Ah. Okay. 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 The the pizzas range in price for the build your own pizza mm-hmm. from ten seventy five all the way up to twenty one seventy five. Yeah. That is the classic classic pan style or the screen baked thin crust. And this build-your-own pizza has mushrooms, onions, green peppers, pepperoni, chicken, ham, green olives, zucchini, black olives, tomato slices, sausage, ground beef, bacon, pineapple, extra cheese, Canadian bacon, jalapeno peppers, mild banana peppers, red peppers, spinach mix, and cold pork. And your additional toppings range in price from $1.85 to $2.35. Yeah, well, listen to this one. Yeah, well, listen to this one. The wizard, ham, sausage, green pepper, mushroom, pepperoni, onion. Uh, the price range is between nineteen dollars and seventy cents to thirty-two dollars and thirty-five cents. So it's obviously a very special, the special pizza. Okay, where are you finding the wizard? Uh, on the right side. I went to the pizzas part. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a little expensive, but. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Let's see what kind of soups. And they also have an option for a gluten-free pizza crust, too. Yeah, they do, except I need to find something that's got, like, uh, dairy-free cheese. Okay, and and here it is. We cannot guarantee a 100% gluten-free pizza because of our kitchen environment, but we will do the best we can. Yeah, that's that's the thing I like. I like their honesty. I prefer honesty. Okay, Bilbo's salad. Lettuce. Fresh vegetables topped with our distinctive dressing, then topped with blended cheeses and croutons. A regular is four seventy five, which is probably a small dinner salad. Six ninety nine for the large and nine thirty for the family size. Smoked pork chili or white chicken chili. That's not bad. Cup is four ten, a bowl is five ninety five. Hmm. You can buy a pint of the salad dressing for four twenty five. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, let's see how much time we got left on the clock. Five minutes and 32 seconds. Okay. All right, but yes, I like that idea. Bilbo's Pizza. Oh, guess what they have to drink? What? This is more dog. the doctor's ale. This is more the doctor's ale. Bell's two-hearted ale. <laughs> Two hearts. Yep. 
Yeah, sir. Oh, some two hearted ale? Yes, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Since we're down about four minutes and such, I'm going to go ahead and start saying this because I do want to get to bed as soon as the show is over. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jack would like, like having having pizza at Bilbo's. They serve Bud Light. Oh, nice. Bud what? Mm, Bud Light. <laughs> Chicken Let's see. Anyway. Yeah, well, anyway. Um... Here's what's coming up for the rest of the week. Tomorrow, of course, is New Car Smell Tuesday. Tim will be at the Rabbit Hole as per usual. No problem there. That's right. And then Wednesday, we're going to have some fun this month in March. We're starting a, a special theme about Route 66, the Great American Highway. That's right. And we're going to start with food fascinations with some of the coolest eateries along Route 66. And I'm so glad I had a gold mine. I found a Route 66 website with all the eateries listed. And then on Secrets of the Unknown, we're going to talk about the hauntings and urban legends of Route 66. Yep. Don't and then surprised finally, drive down the road and see a phantom hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. And then finally, on attention to one, which is two weeks from Wednesday, we will talk about some of the coolest places to go along Route 66. Of course, one of them, of course, will be the corner of Winslow, Arizona. It's such a fun sight to see. Yep. It's a girl, it's my, a girl lord, my lord, in a flatbed Ford, slowing down to take a look at me. Take a look at me. And like I said, I have the distinction of being at that corner twice in a week. <laughs> and it's, it's it's absolutely cool. If you if I mean Jen and I've been there. If listeners, if you want to go there, go there. It is such an incredible place to go. But you know what's weird? The what? um uh the Eagles mentioned Winslow, Arizona. But the weird thing about it is they've never been there. That's right. They never they were. They have never, ever been there. Right. Exactly. So they made, So even though they never went there, they made the town famous. Yep. They have a music, standing on the corner music festival every August. It, every September. That's when we went there. And they were just mm-hmm. setting up for it when we were there. Yeah, if we'd have known about it, we probably would have gone to it, because that would have been fun, really. Yeah. Yeah, but then, of course, uh, see, then, uh, of course, back to Thursday, we got the Thursday free-for-all, and Friday, I only have two shows to review, Black Lightning and The Clone Wars. After that, it's all Mad Libs for 90 minutes. Woohoo! Thank you. You're welcome. That's right, ninety minutes on Friday. So we're gonna we're gonna go Bring off at the, the end naughties. of the weekend. Bring as much Bring of the all... noise as you can. <laughs> More than all you right, can so carry. Yep, so let's wrap this up by saying this. Please remember to follow us on Facebook. We have our group page. Uh follow us on Twitter. Our Sorry. handle there is BTA underscore T I P. And follow us at our website, beyondtheairwaves.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, because let's face it, life does happen, there are three ways you can catch up. First, there is the Stitcher.com app, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search in the podcast or Beyond the Airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well. Stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow for New Carsmill Tuesday. Jana, everybody. Jana. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Two All right. Two more radiation treatments, and then I'm done. And that makes me so happy. All right, that's all for tonight. Have a great night, and remember... You, I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. (laughs) 
You stuttering prick, you. Shut up! Let me guess this. I'm Groot. Mm-hmm. I'm Groot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm Groot. Oh, shit! Get the twig! Yeah, and remember, and don't forget to go vote tomorrow. Just make sure you don't do this. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Night, y'all. Take Jenna. care, everybody. Jonna. Buenas noches,